What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Comeback Couples Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Jennison, with my lovely wife. Kendra Jennison. You know, we've got all the technology in the world to be able to make that audible, or actually to make that recorded, and like the same every time, or Ryan could probably edit it in and phase it in, but we just do it live every time. So We'll do it live. <laughs> well, I think this is like the second podcast of the year, right? I believe so, yeah. I don't even, I don't know if we got the first one out last week, but um, I haven't seen anything, but I know this is the, the second one we've done. And damn, what a week it's been. I think last week I talked about our flight getting canceled for, excuse me, on Southwest, Southwest Airlines for us to go to Florida. And then this week my flights were canceled to go to Florida, uh, California. So what a fuck fest for me. Yikes. Anyways, that's not what we're going to talk about. So you said you had some great ideas today. You said you're full of, actually full Ryan of said ideas. you're full of great ideas. So um, I do want to say before we jump into it, like, Tons of traffic um, on this show. Great support. Great support. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very appreciative of it. It's pretty cool to see a lot of people resonate with some of the stuff we say. Yeah, and, and I could literally say, you know, there's a lot of dick bags too, which there is. But the reality is like every day I go into my, even like on my personal Instagram that I don't use that often, people are like, yeah, we love your, we love this and we mm -hmm. love that. And um, it's, it's, this week's been a lot of dudes too. Cool. Usually yeah. it's women. So that's, that's good. I mean, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he literally just sent like a three page screenshots from what he said on TikTok over to it about how much the show is uh, benefiting his, his mindset and how it's like a real relationship and some cool stuff like that and inspired him and got multiple dudes this week. So that was pretty cool. That is really cool. Um, I don't know the name, but we did have like a request that I'm going to let you, I'm going to kind of let you lead this yes. right? because you were putting some thought into it. If I, if I'm being real, like, I was on the zoom yesterday all day. I just got out of the sauna at 165 miles or 165 <laughs> degrees, not miles per hour. Uh, did my workout today, extra intense. Uh, like literally, literally I'm pretty exhausted right now. So I'm going to just let you lead. Awesome. Yeah. So I really like to try and do some of the requests that we get in, in shows. I, I would like that if somebody did that for me and I, appreciate when people give us topics to talk about. There was one um, lady, and I'm sorry, I don't have my phone in front of me and I don't know your name. However, you had given us a request to touch base or talk about how were we able to work through our relationship and come back from everything um, despite Mark's past, I think, I was think, what it was. Let me see if I can actually read it to you. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but... Um her name was Lacey, I believe. And uh, basically she wanted to know if we have any episodes on my journey and my comeback of then where we were and how guys, how we are now in our relationship. Like what made me get my shit together? How do we get to where we are at right now? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of stuff on me out there. There is. Right? <laughs> um, so we could find, and I could touch base on that. But I think, I want, I want you, you were like, yo, I got something I want to say to this. So. Let's hear it, sister. Yeah, I was super pumped to talk about kind of having the female perspective from maybe you were in a relationship or you had a husband or boyfriend or significant other who may have had a crazy journey like Mark. And if you guys don't know Mark's journey, um, it's kind of off the wall. It's kind of off. Um, it, it's insane. It's incredible. It's inspiring. Um, we don't have to touch base on everything that it is right now because that would take a very long time. Um, but... Mark was a very, like I said, um, crazy, reckless, if you will, at one point in his life individual. I did not know Mark then. 
So I need to make that very specific. I don't want people to think like, oh, she was with him during the worst times of his life. And I was not. I entered Mark's life when he was just starting. I am a comeback. I, I entered his life um, as a brand new person. Like we didn't even know each other from hell or high water, which was really, really incredible for both of us. Um, but what I can speak on is how I entered our relationship for, for me, how I entered it. And how I kind of brought a lot of your goals and your aspirations and your dreams to fruition. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. I think that's a really integral piece to having an amazing relationship. Um, and I, there's so many different avenues that I want to, that I could take this conversation. Um, if you don't, if you don't mind, I actually just want, it, it was just popped in my mind. I, yeah. I texted you this morning about the pressure. Yeah, you did. Right. Mm -hmm. So we might as well talk about that. Um, I love that. That part of the journey. So my, I think sometimes there's hidden messages inside of the people that text me. They're like, yo, Mark, how'd you get your shit together? Sure. Because they're, they want their significant, their significant other. others are don't have their shit together. Right. Sure. And if I want to just boil it down to the, to like the absolute truth is just, I made a choice and a decision to not be a fucking, uh, not be a, a loser anymore. Right. Okay. And when you made that choice, you became an exceptionally, um, obsessed individual obsessed right and everything you do obsessed uh, obsessed in my business obsessed in my relationship obsessed with right like right now with the gym like i just i, I fell off of some things i had some injuries now i'm back and i'm obsessed yeah. like my food is everything's on point it's measured you're weighing you're putting the supplements out yeah. the fucking the certain amount of calories i'm burning the time in the sauna like obsessed with every single thing that we do um but i said something today that was pretty profound to you you did about um Pressure. pressure and leveling up. So one of the key things, so I had to level up July, July 27, 2015 was the last day that I ever drank or used drugs or that was the first day that I did not. So it would have been mm -hmm. July 26th would have been I was fucking smoked that day and completely out of my gourd on drugs. So, um, the next day would have been the first day that I stepped into the world of control over my life. I could say the word sobriety, but I stepped into control in the first four days of my life were not so much, but I had to level up. I didn't have you in my life. I didn't even think that I could, I didn't even fathom the fact that I could ever be in a relationship that would be this great. I agree with you. Right. Like mm -hmm. what I had no proof, no evidence. Like I did. I knew one thing. I knew I could make money. Like there was one thing that I knew was like, yo, I got a gift. I can make some money. I can do, I can bounce back from this. I was in a very dark hole, but the pressure that I put on myself got me to a certain point to where I was ready to accept you inside of my life. And we went through, we've talked about it before. We talked about how I ghosted you for a week or two weeks. I don't even remember how, how long it was. We it talked was a week. Was it a week? <laughs> okay. That was not exactly how many hours it was. We <laughs> talked about how, you know, you said you're willing to be third in my family, in my life, but then instantly came to, to number, number one. one. Um, but I, w I wanted to talk about the pressure and have you kind of talk about the feeling. So right now we're in a level up in our life. Yes, we are. Right. Like I, I asked you today, I said, I need the pressure back. So you can elevate yourself. You can elevate every portion of your life um, without that pressure you get in this like not complacent, but you get stuck in this like what am I what am I working hard for? If I'm not leveling up for something amazing, then why am I going to level up? It's it's hard for a guy like me, and because of my typical 
demographic for the men that I coach mm -hmm. are married businessmen yep. with kids who are fucking high producers yep. who just lost their way a little bit and make some poor choices in drinking and they need to have framework and they were lying about a bunch of things. They want to put their life back together. And a lot of the easiest way for us to actually justify our lies is because we could make money. Yeah. Right. Um, so talking about uh, like the level up inside of our life right now, there was a, there was a pressure that came on me when I first met you. So I didn't have the money that I have now. I didn't have the business that I have now. I didn't, I was building it and building it and building it. But there was a pressure that came on me with taking you on, taking on two little girls, taking on the pressure of not being a liar, taking on the pressure of not being a fucking junkie, taking on the pressure of showing up present, taking on the pressure mm -hmm. of doing what I say I'm going to do. And I think it's important for us to talk about that for a couple minutes or, or for me to talk about that because no matter where your significant other is as a man or woman, like there's some ownership that needs to be had inside of their life before you can even start making the shift and transformations into becoming the person that you are. Absolutely. But share the, the text today, right? Like just share what's going on in our life. So, it, um, yeah, currently Mark and I are in a very uh, – peculiar <laughs> we're just leveling up in life and and for me and for him it's new territory that we are finding together we're navigating through it um it leaves us a lot of hold on so before you even talk about now talk about okay. what talk about we met how quick you moved in how quick we got engaged, how quick we got married, how yeah. quick we bought the house, how quick we turned the house into a compound, how quick we outgrew it. So Mark and I started dating super quickly, dating, moved in and married all within nine months, eight months. Absolutely. Well, seven months. So we started dating. I don't know. It was started, very quickly. Started dating in like October. Yep. Right. Started talking in September. Phoenix's birthday. We're in Florida. Yep. I was in Florida. We were texting back and forth. We came back. I think we went on a date. And it was like the first part of October because our first picture was at your mom's Halloween party. Halloween party. So uh, whatever. That was like two weeks before Halloween. So that we from that point forward, we started dating. Yeah. And then we were engaged in May. So however yeah. many months that is. And I need to say that I'm very upset because I wish you would have asked me even sooner because I would have said yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we did everything extremely quickly. We had no, uh, we had no doubts. It was kind of like just being hit by a truck. I was just like instantly I knew, you knew, and we were all in on each other right from the beginning. And we got married. We had bought a house, which is the which is our farm. We have a 34-acre farm that we live on right now. And so we got married. Yeah. I actually back up. So we got engaged in May yeah. and our wedding was uh, August. August 22nd, 2019. Mm -hmm. But like three days before that, I bought you a new Denali. Oh, yeah. That, that I married you. Yeah. And then I bought you a house. You did. Like within five days. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. And and for us, our farm was everything that him and I had ever wanted. Like this, yeah. this was it for us. We were like, holy shit, we made it. We got our 34-acre estate. We are going to make it everything we want. We're going to have the dirt bike tracks. We're going to have this, this, this. We're going to have our gym. And we were we were like giving each other high fives. We're like, we got yeah. to the point. We made it. We arrived. We arrived. Yep. Exactly. Um, only to find out <laughs> that now it's been what, how many years? Well, we bought in 20 in 19. So it's going on to four years, going on four years now. And we have been stuck in what I would consider maybe like a little bit of turmoil with, um, 
with leveling up. I want to say we have both been so ready and so eager and so decisive and like, okay, like pushing, pushing, like, how do we get to this next level? Who do we have to become? How do we get there? How much money do we have to make? Uh, like everything that we've been doing to get to this next level. Um, and I say we were stuck in a turmoil because it was just like, no matter how close we were getting or how, how decisive we thought we were being, we, we would always kind of like reach, we'd be like, oh, well, maybe that's not for us. Yeah. Maybe we don't want that. And we did a lot of that. Together. I mean, we wasted a bu a bunch how many of money. Fuck, how much money did I I don't even want to say it. it it's going to make people Properties, sick. things that I backed out on that I oh. lost 25,000 a year, 50,000. Like but we thought we were doing the right thing. We thought we thought that this is what we wanted. All to all all for it to all for us to find out that the reason none of those things were working was because it's not what we were supposed to be doing. It's not where we were supposed to be leveling up. It's not how it was supposed to go for us. Where we were putting, where we, yes, where we were going to build the house, where we we're going to do this. It wasn't where we wanted to be. We were being called to go somewhere else. But I think underneath all of it, and and I want, since I'm talking to a man and talking to a woman who probably mm -hmm. wants her man to rise, regardless yes. of whether you're in an apartment, and you want to get your first house, or you're thinking about starting that business. There was a pressure that needed to be put on myself. Absolutely. So if I back up to when we bought that house or when I first, when I first started dating you, like the reality is when you came into my world and I made a choice and a decision, not be a fucking scum fuck anymore to be able to stand by my word, to be able to lead from the front, to be able to build a business, to be able to guide two little girls, to be able to navigate through, you know, uh, co-parenting with a, another woman who absolutely fucking hates me yet still being present for my son. I took on an immense amount of pressure to build and to rise. Yes. Yep. Right. I took it on. Yep. And you were backing me up and you were pushing me and you were, you were like guide. You were there and you were in love with me. My sex appeal was great. My energy was great. Like you were like, we were fucking doing it. And where we live in the society right now, there's some people that have more money than me. Um, there's some people that have bigger house than me, but there's nobody that has it together. Like me here straight up. The yeah, end. I agree. Right. And I walk around in a community, I walk around in a place where I don't fit in. Sure. But it was the pressure to be able to put myself into a place where I could be the top, right? The spear, right? And I'm sharing this with you because I don't even know if you know how like how I truly feel about it. But now, so for then for the next two years, I I ran the business up to you know uh, like whatever to ten million dollars, and and then um, didn't like the way it felt and backed off and changed some things here and doing stuff here. I'm putting pressure on myself, and I was putting the pressure on the wrong way, and I was actually not focused on the next level pressure. Mm -hmm. So here I am trying to put us in a new house and build a place here in Wisconsin and allow this guy to take this and this guy to be part of this life and fucking making everybody happy. But the reality is what I was not doing was taking the pressure I needed from you on my shoulders to fucking rise as a man. And I never realized my, my, how important that role was for you that you needed that pressure from me. And I always have looked to you for such guidance and leadership that I got, I got to a place where I was just like, okay, whatever Mark wants is what he wants without realizing that, oh shit, Kendra, he, he's expecting like you to put some pressure on him. I didn't know. And it was so profound when you had texted me that today, when you had told me like coming into your life and having the pressure of, of leading me and the girls and all these things, I was like, oh my gosh, I never had like intentionally thought that I was make sense. I was putting that pressure on you. Um, and even now we're kind of in a spot where I'm trying to figure out how to put pressure on you um, in this new way of leveling up. And I'm going to, I'm going to say something here before I talk about like mm -hmm. the pressures of the life and the things we're doing, but I, I've always, I thrive off pressure. 
Yes, you always have. And to some degree, I could thrive in chaos, but I realized the next level, Mark doesn't want to be chaotic. He wants to be able to be systematic and direct and approach things from a different angle. But to be able to get out of the shit pit of life that I was in, I, 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 I thrived on the chaos and the insanity of the life that I was living on a daily basis. And I was thinking about my relationship and I was thinking about all things that encompass the life that I've lived and the, that I've created for myself. And at the center of it sits the word, I am a comeback, which is me. It's an identity. It's a belief. It's a principle that's now liberated over 10,000 men worldwide and soon to be millions. But I looked at why I built this thing and the pressure that was there before you came into my world was that I built, I'm a comeback to set me free. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm a comeback got stronger when you came into my world and started setting us free in a way that I'd even imagine. At first it was to be set free of alcohol, mm-hmm. right? To be set free from the alcohol. And then it was to be set free as a man, as we be able to set free in a relationship, then be able to set free for our future to have it all. Yes. And what happened for me in such a rad, cause I'm, I'm very good. I'm not trying to like, you know, it is what it is. You like, are I'm very, I'm very do. fucking good at what I do, but I'm, when it comes to my life, I can do things in a short amount of time that most people can't do. Cause there's a way I get creative. I, I push myself and I mm-hmm. thrive off that pressure. And we, I established a life in a place within two years that most people will take their lifetime, their lifetime to do only to realize that this is just a sliver of what's possible. Yes. The reason I text you today and why I wanted to talk about the pressure was because I I'm ready for more pressure, for more pressure. But I was looking at like the past two years as I was fucking, I created pressure on myself in the business cause I wasn't getting it at home from you. Yes. And that, and that created, um, like I said, that turmoil that we were stuck in, how do I give you more pressure? So that way, like, what do I, what do I need out of our life? So that way I can tell you to give you that, that what positive, you, what do you need is one thing or want. what do I want? Right. And that's a really hard thing. We're for in a me place where we're not operating on need. Yes. You don't have a need for shit. Yeah. What do you want? And that's in that, and I, I, they're both so hard for me to answer because I, I mean, I, I kind of told you today, I don't want for things. Things don't do it for me. You could, I, I mean, I'm, I, you could be like, oh, hey, let's go to all these like fancy, fancy, fancy stores. That's not going to do it for me. So it's, I really have to be, until it's you really start like, shop, until you start going to the, the store. <laughs> yeah, maybe until I get to the store and I'm like, <laughs> That's oh, what this said. is kind of nice. <laughs> um, but, but really like what, what kind of like trips my trigger, if you will, that doesn't do it for me. That's not what I think about. Um, so I, ha- it causes me to like really think and get creative with, okay, kind of what do you want? in your life that can cause an exceptional amount of pressure that your husband is going to thrive on. And so that's a new, that's new territory for me too. Like I said, it's, um, it's just new territory. I, there are things that I'm trying to navigate through. I'm, um, um, doing it together is really nice. Like having us like bounce back and forth. You have opened my mindset up to like what's possible tenfold. I Kendra five years ago, couldn't see past Wisconsin. Now I'm like, oh, hey, honey, sure. we could have a house here and I maybe want to travel over abroad. You know, it's like my the, the entire world is my playground now and I never, ever would have thought that possible if that wasn't for you. And I'm so grateful for it. But that's new term, That's like new for me. Sure. It's kind of scary. It's a little uncertain. I love it because I have all the all the faith and, and I have your leadership. So that gives me so much like power and strength to know that we're going to be good no matter what. And I love that you provide that for your family. But um even for wives who maybe they're like exploring this too. If your husband, if you know your husband thrives on that pressure and, and he needs he needs that from you, you can do it in such a way 
where it doesn't come off as uh, maybe nagging, you know, like, oh, we don't have this or we don't have this. I want this. Like, there, there's a way. There's a difference between being a fucking bitch and, a, and like a supporter, right? Yeah, now. I didn't want to say that way, but the, it, you can do it in a way where there's growth and you're not constantly bashing him for what you don't have. And I think it's really hard for a lot of women to navigate. Maybe not. Maybe most people are just kind of rude. I don't know. I can only speak for myself. I would never do that to you. I already know the pressures and the struggles of what what you go through on a daily basis to build big shit. I see it. I'm not going to aid in that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say I'm going to, I'm going to speak specifically about getting the house. And then I, when I scaled the company from whatever, four or 5 million to 10, like, like yeah. that year, um, as I was doing that, you were actually getting, and I'm not trying to like hurt your feelings or yeah. anything like that, but you were like good with where you're at. You're like, I, I want yes. for nothing. I need, you actually, you rose with me, but then you kind of stalled. I um, got into such a comfortable spot in our and life. Because I, I loved like, you so much. Yep. I love you so much. Yep. I was, I started like reverting backwards yeah. and then started finding chaos in other places because I couldn't get it yes. at home. You're like, okay, if I'm not going to get the pressure from Kendra, I'm just going to go fuck up a bunch of stuff in my business and create more pressure. Build it up, burn it down, yes. build it up, burn it down, build up, burn it down. And, and I didn't realize the full magnitude of the weight of that pressure. When I was on yesterday, Danielle White said, if you don't, uh, diamonds are pressure. If you don't want to be a diamond, don't fucking take the pressure. Yeah, I, like, I love you that. Know, like, you don't have to be a fucking diamond. Yeah. And she was talking about their move to their like from this house to this house to this house, and how every time Garrett has has rose. And I thought about we've been knowing this for a while, but there was some stagnation in our moves because we started finding excuses of like, oh well, the company's doing great here, or oh we have we've got plenty of cash in the bank. Oh we've got yeah. good life. We don't have any fucking bills. Everything's paid for. The kids are good. We start justifying this fucking simple life. You telling yes. the world that we're going to chase big dreams. Right but I wouldn't have the pressure on me for the dreams Yep. now within the past. I mean, I don't know if it's happened right this second, but I'm waiting on a, like I'm waiting on a real estate agent to call us because I'm just going to fucking put the pressure on myself. I'm yep. going to go get something. Yep. And, and, and I kind of thought about that. I'm like, dang, I made some, I just got out of one bad decision. <laughs> Let me make another one real quick. <laughs> I just got I'm just out, kidding. <laughs> I just got out of one bad decision that cost me freaking 600 grand or whatever. I actually saved I got about 300, so about 300,000. Just got out of one bad decision. I'm gonna go make another, but I don't think it's a bad decision because I will be forced to do one thing that every man in business, every powerful man, every creator, every person who has the responsibility on his shoulders is I will be forced to rise Yes. to figure it out. I love that. Ryan was just telling me about his, I'm not going to share his business, but came in and having some, some stuff that he wants to do. Mm -hmm. And I knew kind of, that I was going to talk about this, but he is going to be forced to rise. Yep. Right. You want to make more money? Then we fucking rise. Yep. You want to make more money? Let's figure out how to scale this content. You want to make more money? Let's figure out how to sell better. You want to make more money? Let's, let's take this fucking thing that we're part of to the next level. Yes. I'm going it. to the next level. Right. And what's so amazing about that is, is all this talk of, of rising and I'm not like you in so many ways. You don't have to be. No, no, no. And that's what I'm going to say. And I don't have to be. However, you gave me an invitation to rise with you. And if I didn't fucking accept that invitation and was like, okay, if I couldn't handle constructive criticism, if I couldn't handle the pressures that you put on me, I was like, okay, I need this from you. You know, um, that is so imperative for our relationship and the growth. And I actually look forward to you giving me little, uh, maybe I call them assignments, like where you're like, Hey, I need you to answer these questions. Like I need you to think about where we're going because I don't think like you in, in so many ways, like I don't have that. It's not intrinsic to me where you're constantly like bigger, bigger, bigger. I need that guidance from you 
a little bit. Um, maybe I'll get to a spot and I hope I do. Cause I'm, I feel like I'm genuinely working on it, but where I, I'll get to a spot where I'm presenting you with like, Hey, have we thought about this? But until then, um, you're presenting me with the invitation. I'm accepting it full blown and, and I'm, I'm running with it because I'm all in on you. You're all in on me. We're all in on everything that we're doing together. So I love everything you said there. And then I'm going to talk about risk, mm-hmm. right? You were very, you didn't take much risk when you met me. No, I was the safest, safest Sally there was. <laughs> uh, that Sally. was me. Safe was Sally. Safe Sally. <laughs> safe Sally from the Valley. And then you meet me and I'm taking fucking this, like people sometimes ask me like, dude, will you be up for this? I'm like, bro, you have no fucking clue the amount of risks I take in my life. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't scare me in anything, which sometimes is, is crazy. But we were talking yesterday, Garrett and I, and talking about the level up and the pressure and the risk. And then we started looking at, I, I, he sent me home to talk to you about getting a house by a certain time in yep. California, which we're just going to do anyways. But I even saw it. I'm like, after we had the conversation, I'm like, well, mortgage can be, I don't know, 15 to 20,000. Right. Yep. Like, and then I'm like, that doesn't even, that actually isn't even a risk. Yeah. And, then I, and I thought about it and I'm like, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be a risk because it's a pressure. It's more than I haven't been paying, but it's the next level to find out what I want to do. And I love what, what's really important. Like, like we just said, I'm super like, I was super safe, Sally. I was like, okay, this makes sense. I was very logical in everything that I did. It just, you know, too, too logical where it was like so safe that I was going to be stuck in the same spot forever. Let's just be real about it. And I met you and you presented me with all what most people would consider maybe risks or scary things. I had no second thoughts about it. I was like, I had so much faith and so much trust. And it was just the way you carried yourself and the way you spoke. I was just like, this fucking man is going to get exactly what he wants. And I'm a, I'm going to support that 110%, whatever that means. However I can do that. You can tell me that you want to do this. What do I say? Okay. Okay. What is, what do I, what do I need to do for you to do that? Like, you got to risk it for the biscuit. Got to, but, we did. but here's, but here's what, um, what you said yesterday, right? Like if it doesn't work out, we just start, start the fuck square back one. over square one. Right. Um, that was one of the things. What else did you say? I don't know. Um, I don't, I, I wrote it down. I, on a yeah. Paper. I, I, I got rid of it. So. But there was like three things that was like that, that you said, but they're all about just like, well, I trust you in, in essence mm-hmm. was what they were like. We're just going to go all in and do it. Um, we kind of got off track about like how I got to this point. She asked about the journey and about us yes. and where we're at. We should wrap that, and that I, I think what I like to do is bring it back to, um, obsession. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause then later in the day I text you guys, you Ryan, Kevin, and I think Corey's inside of that lethal as fuck, uh, chat. I said something along the lines of, uh, what it's like to live with a constant being in a state of constant obsession. Mm-hmm. And because the, the primary people that I talk to that I work with, I don't necessarily know that they're ever going to be as obsessed with me. Right. Like I'm fully come coming to comprehend the fact that I'm different. It's taken me a lot of years to be able to realize that I'm having other people tell me that I'm looking at the numbers I created, looking at the things I've done looking and, and and maybe I'm not the richest guy, but I'm a movement maker, a maker of men moving. I can reach into someone's soul and I can get them to move and I can get them going like a wave and a tidal wave. And I wanted to talk, but I look at obsession as a fucking gift Right. And some people are like, Oh, this dude was addicted. He was addicted. No, I was obsessed. hundred percent obsessed. I was obsessed with drinking. Mm-hmm. Right. I was obsessed with drugs. I, I liked them. They're really fucking fun. Not gonna lie. I can make a ton of money. I go out, I can get fucked up. Like, 
That's that, that to me was cool. That was your truth. Yeah, that, that was my truth. But there's one common denominator that I've had and even all the way back and you can look at it inside of our son and his grades. He carries a little bit of the obsession gene, maybe not to the same degree I do because I make his life not easier, yet. right? <laughs> but, yeah. but, but it's in there. It's yes. this, this nature of obsession to be fucking the best at everything and anything. Yeah. Good or bad. And for the wives, if you have a husband who is utterly has that obsession, um, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for, it is not for everybody. I will say that I have to be because of your obsessive nature in the business. Um, it, it's, it's our life straight up. A hundred percent of our life is I'm a comeback. Um, it's our, it, like I said, it revolves around our entire life. Um, I would never, and this is maybe just a me thing, but I would never um, resent you for that. It's given us an incredible life. I take it for, for exactly what it is. It's my life. It's your life. It's our kid's life. It's our friend's life. Um, it, has, it has done everything better for our life, like I said, since I've met you. Um, that doesn't mean, though, that like I was going to say for the wives, it's not for the faint of heart. And what I mean by that is it, it, it is a lot of emotional pressure on me to make sure that you're good. I have to take care of you emotionally, spiritually, 24-7. Yep. You're, you're, you have these ebbs and flows of a roller coaster where days the days that you are good, you are great. And the days that you're low, it's like suicidal. I'm shutting it down. That is not something for the faint of heart. That is not something that the wife needs to take personally, which I feel like so many gentlemen, they come home and they're frustrated or they're quiet or, and maybe her first instinct is, um, you know, oh my God, well, are you mad at me? What did I do? All these insecurities start piling in and it is not your husband's job to secure your insecurities. It is your job to work through those. It's your job to know that this is the life that you signed up for when you met this man. And it is imperative that you are doing your part in making sure that you're doing your part, you know? Um, just coming from like a wife standpoint, because if you if, if, if I would have taken personally every time that you came home in a bad mood and I started like nagging you and being like, well, well uh, I don't even know what I would say. I don't even know, but it wouldn't work. So that's what I mean when I'm saying, if you really have an amazing life and you love shopping where you're shopping at and you love the car you drive and you love that your kids get to go to private school, you might just want to sit this one out and shut your mouth for a little bit if, right. if your man is providing this for you. You know, there, there's some, there is some things, it's a, it's a give and take type of thing. You know what I mean? You give me everything. And to be, to be real, when I'm hearing you talk, like there's actually women that have the same obsessive gift too, right? Like we always talk about men because oh that's the role that we, sure. we play around. I just was thinking about some women that I know that have far exceeded the expectations that even I have, right? That smoke me financially and just maybe are more obsessed and climbing streets. Yeah, of Wall Street. that's like, so true. They're out there. It's, that's a gift. It's, you know, it's not about male or female. Obsession is a gift. Yeah, I right? agree with that. And, and, and it could be the, ver the roles could be reversed. You know, if, if you have a wife, that's just like. My aunt Shelly, right? Like she's, she's the provider. She's a badass. hundred percent. Right? Shows up. She, her, she goes to work. Her husband cleaned. Like, yeah, she's if all the, in. Like I'm saying, if the roles are reversed, yeah. um, then the same applies to the husband in that sense. You know, I'm just speaking from my point of view in our relationship, but it is a, it is not having an obsessive husband, having an obsessive life is so fruitful. It is so amazing, but 
It is not for the faint of heart. Um, really, really allow your husband, your significant other, to guide you in the ways that you need in it to guide you and allow him um, allow him to give you constructive criticism. God, I can't say enough amazing things about being able to have you communicate with me in ways where you're like, okay, I need this from you. Um, this is not what you're doing, but I need you to do this, right? You have to, I have to be able to accept that and be like, okay, I need to do better in this case, in this instance, because this is where we're going. And this is the person I need to become. This is who he needs. I want to do that. I'm, I'm sold in. I'm, I'm, I'm whatever you need. We're all in on each other. This is what I need. Um, there's just, I think that's a really massive part for females, wives, especially constructive criticism is huge. We call that, call that inside of my program, like cascading the future, right? As, as a male, yes. <clears throat> it's my duty, my responsibility, my moral obligation to let you know where we're going. If I don't have a clear vision of where we're going, this is, we'll actually do another topic, another conversation yeah, on vision, right? Yeah. And uh, certainty to uncertainty to certainty. We'll save that for next week. But if I don't, if I don't give you a clear vision optic in, into the vision that we're after, you're going to get stuck. And I, and, and that kind of happened, right? Yes. When we, we got, we got to the certain level of the life that we lived and we thought we arrived here, fucking kings of the farm field, like <laughs> um, did that. And then I'd had these massive fucking goals, even bigger than that. Yet you were happy here. And I, my vision got blurred because I took the chaos in the company and stopped looking over here and started paying attention here. I got caught in this trifecta of insanity yes. between, you know, myself, my wife and my business, you know, my, my, my family. And I'm in this fucking karmic loop that I created the pressure on myself to just stay the same. Yes. And, and how, how important is that to now that I know that that took me, that took me a couple of years to literally be like, okay, I need to focus on and you. I think we're just coming out of it right now. Oh, we are coming out of it right now for you to continuously say, okay, what do we need to do? What do we, and I, and I was thinking, and I didn't know I do goals and I do all these things and I still didn't know well, how to elevate. Well, party, um, party was happy with the life that you have. I was, I was so happy, but even more, even more dangerous than being happy. I was so comfortable. I had no desire for growth. I hadn't, I had no, it, I mean, growth as in if we would have made more money, I would have been happy with that. But I, w I was so content on just being where we were. If I had no desire for anything more, if I had no desire to learn, if I had no desire to lift you up, we still would be Kendra two years ago, you know, and, and you're going to grow without me. And that, that would be something that I would have to be willing to accept, um, Obviously I wasn't, I, I chose to, like I said, I accepted that invitation that you gave me and I was like, okay, fuck, I better, I better level up because if I don't level up, he's going to leave me and he should leave me because he made it very clear from the beginning, exactly what he wants out of life. And if I'm not aiding to that, then he's going to find somebody who is, and that was really, really imperative in our relationship. Um, and I had to, I had to have the confidence in myself. I had to believe in myself that I could do it. And that's a whole other topic that we could cover, but it was very imperative that I was continuously searching for growth in those areas. Sometimes you just got to piss right in the middle, the middle of you going, right? Like that's constructive criticism. I was going to try and keep speaking, but I was like, well, I don't want to sound like a robot. Like <laughs> I'm just going to keep being redundant. So like, I don't need to do that. No. Okay, good. So 
So uh, coming back right now, for those of you guys that maybe missed that, was I just had to take a quick piss break. Sometimes, you know, getting old, overactive bladder problems or something. Could be the Red Bull, who knows? Um, but so so we talked a lot about pressure. We talked a lot about obsession. We talked about not a whole lot about my journey that got here, but if you can take a singular message from what I was talking about, what we're talking about was the very things I am right now was the very things I was then, mm-hmm. right? So being this, like, I've never changed anything about who I am. I changed everything about what I do. Yes. Right. There's that saying people don't change. Right. I didn't really change at the core. I just forgot how to use what, what was given to me for fucking good. Sure. Doesn't mean I don't have the tendencies to be angry or, you know, I have no issues with drinking, but like there's a lot of still shit that goes on. So as we talk about pressure, we talk about obsession. We talk about at the core, um, being grateful for the gifts that I have, that you have, that we all have as a couple, I want you to share before we wrap this thing up, what is the next level pressure? Paint the picture of what we're going after. Well, make it real. Speak that shit. We're not manifesting. We're actually doing it, but let let them hear. We are in full blown operation relocate. That's what you want me to project project relocate relocate, operation. Operation sounds way doper. Uh, Anyways, Um, relocate. We're going to buy our second home in California. Mark and I, live currently in Wisconsin. If any of you have visited this beautiful state, uh, you will know that it is awesome only in the summer. <laughs> um, no, truthfully, truthfully, the lifestyle that we wish to live and how, yeah, we wish to live is in California. We want to surf. We want to ski. We want to ride our dirt bikes in the desert. Um, you know, I could continue to go on business portions that are very important to you. Um, just the energy is going to be different. The energy like, is way different. The opportunities the are different. Like, Yo, um, there's the ocean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just ready to level up in that, uh, in that sense. And we know that nothing changes if nothing changes. So of course my amazing husband over here. That was what you said. What? Something drastic has to happen. So fuck it. That is what That's I said. That's what you said yesterday. You're right. Yeah. As Marcus is like, so this is what we're going to, we're going to leave on this date. What do you think about that? And I was like, well, I have been saying something drastic has to happen, so fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> That's a little drastic. We, and we still got some things we got to dial in, but um, so yeah, we got pro, you know, project relocate. You call it operation, but I call it project relocate. And inside of there, there's something massive. So a lot has changed even. So I'm starting to look at where does, where where's the next headquarters, Yeah, right? Who, well, that's so many business things are going to be right? shifting. Like the, the people that, like I told Ryan and I told Kevin so far that, that I talked to him, I said, stay close and stay loyal, stay close and stay loyal, stay close and stay loyal. Cause I'm about to make a shift. Yeah. And if you guys ride with me and rise with me, then you're going to fucking be able to have, this is, this is a, this is an opportunity that only comes once in a lifetime. Truly. Right. I mean, you could make you, or I shouldn't say they might be able to do, do on their own, but like the reality is we got so much momentum going on. And I think by making the shift in my life, going back to what, how I said, I'm a comeback was built to set me free. Like I built it to set me free. And some, somehow the very thing that I built to set me free started slowing me down in these past couple of years. Sure. And then I've just recognized that as, as a reality. It wasn't even the thing. It was the location. Yeah. It Which was, is a big deal for us. You know, exactly. It's a big deal for us. I mean, fuck. We had an assignment yesterday to go on lunch and have a conversation for 90 minutes about things we're going to work on. And we couldn't even find a lunch place. Like there's like five it's literally closed place was close place. You want to go to we, we live in a close. small, like Hallmark town anyways. However, 
very selective restaurants around here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but just a lot of really exciting, kind of uh, uncertain was a word that I used, like uncharted territory for us, uh, which I am, which is really cool for me. And I want to share this because I've never, like like we shared in the beginning of this podcast, we, we got together, dated, married, all within such a short amount of time. I'd never had to second guess or question. I had no doubts about it. I feel that exact same way about this, sure. about these new pressures and, and things that we're getting into. I've never felt more sure about it. And you know me, I'm a super indecisive human being. I think things through way too thoroughly to the point where I second guess, where I'm just like, I, I, I don't have that with this. So that tells me that we are definitely on the right track. And I'm going to share something from a, from a place of just me, right? I, I have an amazing life. I built an amazing company. Yes. I have an amazing kids. I have an amazing wife. I've got an amazing team. I've got amazing friends. I've got, well, I don't have a ton of friends, but I've got, <laughs> I lie. I guess I lied about that, but I have no friends. The two friends you have. I shouldn't say <laughs> There's a couple friends, like my buddy Frankel and people that I talk to actually like to talk to at the gym and things like that. But, but, uh, but I've been in, I look at it from 2006 to 2023. I've been in a prison sentence. Like I've often said to you, right? Like I've been able to make do in a place that I hate. Yes. Around, around certain people that are, you know, in family that like outside extended family who talk shit about me and other people talk shit about me. I've, I've been able to amass an amazing life in a place of negativity, cesspool and disgust. Many people that listen to me don't have the funds right now to be able to get out of their town. They're stuck in the same place. I do want to let you know it's possible to be the best version of yourself where you're at because the, the geographical location doesn't necessarily fucking matter when you believe in yourself and you're confident yourself. But it, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm looking forward to getting out of here. Yes. So for me, it's like the prison sentence is up. My, I, my, my mind is up. I don't even care about the shit that I've created because I'll let go of this to build what I want. So when I realized, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go within the next three years. I want a oceanfront home. That's a, that's a stretch, right? Like, that's going to make my fucking- Especially the one that you want. <laughs> right, right. The one that I want is going to be big. And what, what it's already caused inside is desire. Yep. Right? Desire to rise. That's, it, that's intrinsic to males. You have that- um, At least males that You want to hunt. You want to kill. You want the biggest fucking mammoth. You want, you know, that is a, a um, manly- it's intrinsic to you um, to hunt, to kill, to provide, to do those things. So uh, you definitely are, you definitely are doing it. And the reason I wanted to share that is because there's people that feel caged inside of their life. And I'm going to wrap this up here in a couple yes. of minutes. Men and women who are caged inside of a relationship that isn't fulfilling. Men and women who are caged inside of an alcohol-induced bondage of reality every day. Men and women who are sedating using, uh, and I don't, men pornography. I'm sure women like pornography too, but using pornography instead of having sex with their wife. Men and women in jobs and businesses where they feel chained, shackled. Right. Typically, the men that I deal with have been carrying around these burdens of guilt, of of sinning, of lying, of anger, of rage, of hatred for so fucking long. They're becoming obsessed with the feeling of negativity inside of their life. And I just want every person to understand that the liberation of the soul is possible when you understand that your life was given to you to set you free. I love that. Right. Like you were mm -hmm. given a life yes. and an opportunity to be set free by yourself. Nobody's coming to save you. 
And when we look at me, my life happens to be, I am a comeback, right? I am a comeback. I like my son, our son's name rising from the ashes, Phoenix. That's what I did. And I rose now this next level of me is choosing to rise, but I want every man or woman to understand that your life was given to you to set you free. Don't waste it. Don't squander it. A drink you drink. It's literally liquid in a bottle. You've cheated. You need to either pay your dues, fix it or move on. You've created and failed in business multiple times. That's just on the path to be building a bigger one, right? You're not being able to connect with your wife. Well, something is just all figure out how to communicate or move on because nobody deserves to suffer by their own sword. You're brilliant. I love it. I wouldn't go that far. I would. I would. So that's all I got for today. You crushed it. I took a piss break in the middle of it. <laughs> Left me hanging. No Le- big deal. Left I'm just you kidding. hanging. <laughs> So that's it for today's episode of the Comeback Couples Podcast. However, if you have some requests or something you'd like us to talk about, uh, we're going to start trying to make content for like married businessmen and what we go through for for all men and women out there, right? Because relationships, relationships, relationship. But I just believe that the people that come into our world are people that want to make big shit happen. And you can do that as an entrepreneur. You don't have to be an entrepreneur or businessman, but like the people at the core who truly want to have a high performing life, a high performing wife, a high performing just reality that they exist in. We're interested in hearing what you guys have to say. So that's it for today's episode. See you later.